Welcome to our podcast. Let's talk with Dennis Martin, where we talk about real life issues. Let's join the podcast. Well, hey, everybody, it is Pastor Martin, and it's Tuesday night. And usually I'm not on, especially if we've already uh, sort of closed down for the year when it comes to Bible study. But uh, this sort of came to me today, and I wanted to share it with you tonight. Let me jump right into this so I won't be long tonight. And that is dealing with uh, people being relevant. You know, um, I, I think sometimes we, as uh, being in church, and sometimes even those of us that are in leadership uh, spots and positions and those of us that are very uh, somewhat outspoken or we say whatever, I, I think sometimes we have to uh, be careful of how we look at things and how we look at people because sometimes what we uh, have placed ourselves in positions is sometimes to almost act as though we are God or we have the last word when it comes to people and their lives. And sometimes we uh, have experience in the church where, uh, and I'm talking about church basically tonight, where we experience in the church and the body of Christ where we have sometimes made people feel certain type of ways, uh, maybe because they were not in our cliques or in our circle or in our fellowship or whatever, it was. We just sort of felt, uh, you know, they're not that. And then when we saw them uh, doing things, sometimes we uh, made statements to say, well, they're just trying to be relevant or they're just trying to be where get notice or whatever. And as I was, you know, today just meditating and thinking about that, the Lord really dropped this in my spirit tonight. And he said, I, I want you to say this and to post this because somebody needs to hear this, that the call of God on your life makes you relevant. The call of God on your life makes you important. It makes you uh, significant. It makes you important to what God's purpose and plan is. Uh, for when the scripture says, we know that all things work together for the good of them who love God to them who are the called according to his purpose, not our purpose. And many times we get uh, caught up into other people's purpose and we forget that God has a purpose for our lives. He has a purpose and he's got his hands on us for a reason. He called us for a reason. And many of us, before we understood the total call of God, before we understood all the stuff that other people say and do, we didn't understand everything, but as we matured in him and began to understand our call, then we begin to understand that God's hand is really on us. And what you have to do is you've got to get to the place that you understand that because God's call and hand is on my life, that is the thing that makes me relevant. It may not make me relevant to everybody, but to somebody, God has called me for a purpose to minister to somebody. And you have to understand that you may not be called to minister to everybody. You may not be called to minister in certain sects and in sections, in certain 
uh, uh, areas of life. You may not be called a minister. And when you understand that, then you begin to understand the flow in your calling and your purpose. And wherever he has called you to, then in that area, you will be relevant. In other words, it's like if you were on the beach, if you were swimming, or if you got in the water, say you couldn't swim, but you got in the water. You jumped in the water and you were just out there, but you began to drown or you begin to go down and, and, and take in water. Now understand that there are people that will uh, see, uh, that, will, that they may see you doing that and pay no attention to you. But the lifeguard that's on duty is there for a purpose. His call, his assignment is to help those that may be in trouble that's drowning. Now, to someone that can swim, that that doesn't affect, he's not relevant to them. He's just a man sitting on a tower. He's just a man sitting up high looking over the beach. But to those that may be drowning, he becomes relevant because he is the one that can get in the water and save your life. Why? Because that's what he's called to do. That's how we've got to start understanding our call. I'm not called to everybody. Don't get it twisted. Don't get upset. Don't let people make you feel bad. You're not called to everybody. You're not called to every section. You're not called to every group. Uh, you know, they may include you. They may not include you. Learn the call of God and move in your calling and you will be relevant. You don't have to try to be important. You'll be important to those that you're supposed to be important to. You know, if, if, if uh, there's some things that are not important to me, and it don't mean that they're not effective, they're just not important to me because it doesn't affect me. But then there are things and there may be people that are so important to me that they are relevant. They are important in the operation. They are important in the things that I do. They are important in my everyday life. They are important. Some of you, you're important to people and they've told you what you mean to them. And you are so busy trying to get validation and approval from people that you're actually not assigned to. All right. I, I'm hoping I'm helping somebody tonight. You, you, you're trying to move in areas that you're not assigned to. And that's where your frustration comes in because you, you're worried about getting to, getting to this or that. And, and God is saying, that's what you want. I never called you for that purpose. That's why it's important to find out what your call is. He got, I, I never called you for that purpose. That's what you want to do. That's, that's your thing. That's, that's what you want to focus on. And so you put your attention there and what you're doing is you're missing the area that I've really assigned to you to do ministry or to help somebody or to do the things you need to do. So what we need to do is understand, again, I want to encourage you, and I'm almost done, but I want to encourage you that the call of God on your life, understand how important that is. The call of God on your life is so important. And many of us 
we reduce the call of God on our lives because we're trying to keep up. I, I got called in the ministry when I was, um, well, actually I was, I was 16 and I'm 61 now. So I got called in the ministry and uh, the Lord called me in the ministry. And then eventually I started traveling full time with my uncle. I was uh, 18 uh, when I started traveling with him and uh, had just turned 18 on my way to 19 and uh, traveling with him all over the country, all over the world and and everything. And and then the Lord uh, called me from him and and he approved it. And, and I started traveling on my own and then eventually started pastoring and everything. But one thing that I've recognized that I, I try my best to stick with and not get away from is knowing the call of God on my life and knowing that where I'm not important to some or where I'm not important or embraced for some does not take away the fact that God has called me, does not take away the fact that there's a calling on my life to do what I'm supposed to do. That then it becomes my responsibility to recognize my call and to know where I am relevant at or where I am effective at and where I'm supposed to be doing ministry. Those are the key things. Once you learn those things, you're going to feel better about ministry. You're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to, you're going to stop wasting time and not getting sleep. You're going to stop feeling certain ways. You're going, to, you're going to feel better. You're going to feel to yourself, you know what? The call of God is important. Matter of fact, the call of God on one's life is, to me, it is uh, a call of the highest degree. What do you mean, Pastor Martin? I want you to think about this. It's a call of the highest degree. You could be called by the president and that's, and he can call you to the, summon you to the white house. That's nice. You can be called by, um, you could be called by uh, political people. That's nice to, to come and do things. You can be called by uh, the Pope to come in and do something. You can be called by the presiding bishop or the bishops or whoever. But none of that takes the place of the call of God on your life. You, 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 none of that, none of that takes the place of the call of God on your life. And as soon as you recognize that, that's when you're going to become more effective. You're going to become so effective, you're going to be like, wow. There are many of us, I, I, there are places I know I'm important and I'm called to a certain group. Then there are other people that I'm effective, but I'm, uh, I'm not as effective because that's really not where I'm called to. You know, I'm not called to be a, um, you know, my wife types wonderful. I mean, she types, uh, oh my God, she types she types like a, a pro. I mean, she can, and not look at the keys. 
Now, I took typing in school. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> what you got to understand, I don't type like that. I type like I got I got to look at, at the keyboards and type. That's, that's I'm, I'm a keyboard type person. And, uh, you know, but she can do it without any, any, anything. Uh, and so uh, you got to know that. And, and I want y'all to know the Lord just spoke this to me. And this is not about anything that's going on or whatever. I just want to encourage somebody tonight to understand, to understand the call of God on your life and to understand how important that makes you. And, and sometimes you got to understand the call of God on your life. You would never be chosen by people anyway. When you look in scripture, most of us never would have chose Moses to lead the people out. But God did. We never would have done that. We, we never would have chose Moses. God dealt with him on the backside of the desert and, and called him on the backside of the desert. We, we never would have chose Moses. We wouldn't have chosen him at all. He wouldn't have been on our list. He wouldn't have been on our radar. But God chose him. God said, I choose the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. I choose the base things. I don't choose the stuff you choose. I choose things that you would never choose. And, and, and so we understand that. We, sometimes we are confused with how God does what he does. Because here's the important, uh, here's the, here's the important thing you need to know. Hey, Dr. Mary and Pastor uh, uh, yeah, Long, here's the important thing. Is you have to know. That being called of God is, well, how should I put this? It's not a game. You need to take that serious. If you take anything serious, take the call of God upon your life serious. Don't let people minimize it and make it seem like you're not called. Don't worry about what you get or what you don't get. Because at the end of the day, guess what? The Lord's never going to say well done because of, and, and I know I'll get in trouble when I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. God's never going to say well done when we get to heaven because of what we built, because of what we've earned, because of our titles or position. I include myself in all of this. He's never going to say well done for any of that. The only thing that God's going to say well done for is what we've done for him. That's the only thing he's going to say. With all this other stuff, he's not going to be saying well done for that. He's going to be saying well done for the stuff that was done for purpose and according to his purpose. So think about it. Refocus before this year ends on the call of God of your life and do ministry that he's called you to do and stop competing. Stop trying to keep up with everyone else. Let them do what they're supposed to do. You do what you're supposed to do. Let me do what I'm supposed to do. Let's recognize the call of God on our lives. I close this with this. Uh, 
I'm living this life to live again. That's right. And pleasing him. I, I, I one of the things that, that got me is the last couple of days I've gotten so many things that have come in. Someone posted something today uh, about ministry, and this is what they said. Pastor Martin, I watch you faithfully on YouTube, and I don't miss a service. I watch you faithfully. When I watch you, I can feel the anointing coming through the screen. Someone else said to me, I'm so glad I found you on social media. Now, why should I worry about other stuff when God is saying to me through others, you're doing ministry that is effective? We don't want to be doing ministry just to be seen so we can get props from our peers and others. We want to do it to be effective, abide in our calling, and let God be glorified. I rather for people to say my life was touched because I want to tell you something. I posted this the other day and I'm going to say it again. The greatness of a person is really displayed in the lives you've touched. Your greatness is not displayed on what you built, what you've accumulated. It's, it's, it's not none of that stuff. None of it. It, none of that stuff means anything. The, the, the greatness of an individual, the greatness and success of your ministry and your work, and your ministry may not be in the pulpit, and your work is the lives you've touched. When you, when people's lives are touched and they come back and tell you that you touched their lives, I was a young evangelist traveling with my uncle, and um, I started preaching when young, so there's a lot of young people that would be, man, he's young for a preacher. And uh, I, I never forget, I was in Memphis one year, and a guy came up to me, and he said, you're Pastor Martin. I said, I am. He said, you don't remember me, do you? I said, no. He said, and he told me it was like 20 years, he said, about 20 years ago, uh, you all were in revival at a church called Raina Temple in Seattle, Washington. And my mother brought me to church. I was a little boy and I didn't have a coat. And you asked my mother coming out the door, where's this coat? Cause it was cold. And, uh, she said, I don't have one. And you asked my mother if you could take me to buy me a coat. And, uh, you took me and bought me a coat. He said, and that impacted my life, and I've never, ever forgot what you've done. Someone else reached out to me not too long ago and said, I know you don't remember me, but when you were probably talking about me, when you were probably about 22, 23, you preached this message, and, and they actually had the notes from what I preached <laughs> that, that long ago. And they shared them with me and said, that revival you did changed my life. We have to know what we're called to do. Stop letting people make you feel and, and throwing shade. You're just trying to be relevant. No, I'm not. I'm trying to fulfill my purpose and the call of God on my life.
And if you're a part of it, thank you. But if you're not, don't worry about it. I am not called to everybody, and I recognize that. So if I get invites to it, fine. But if I don't, maybe I'm not supposed to. I got to deal and do what I'm supposed to do. And I know God will bless me. I pray and trust that you got some out of this tonight. I This has just, you know, sometimes things jump on me heavy and I'll be trying oh my god let me let me leave that alone but I want everyone to know the call of God is important so important and if you know God has called you just do what you're supposed to be doing and I promise you at the end you'll be happy when you understand the call of God Thank you, Dr. Murray. When you, when you understand the call of God, when you understand that, you know, sometimes you, you feel like you're left out, but you're not. One thing God told me that I never forgot. There are two things he told me. One time I was in, in the convention. This had to be about four or five years ago in St. Louis. I was sitting in the nosebleed section. <laughs> And the Lord spoke to me right then, and this is what he said to me. He said, if you do what I called you to do and what I told you to do, you will never have to look for them. They will look for you. Then he turned around and said to me about a year ago, he said, I won't let them leave you behind. Now, I don't want you to get this twisted. I don't believe he's talking about titles and positions. Uh, I don't believe that's what he's talking about. He could be, but I don't believe it. He said, I'm not going to let them leave you behind. Now is the time that all of us, we need to lock in to ministry, doing what we're called to do, do it effectively. Don't let criticism and all this other stuff get you off track and, and make you think you got to do it the way somebody else has done it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't don't do it. Do what he told you to do. I'm serious. And they'll find you. And sometimes, oh, oh God, please. Oh, I gotta say this. I gotta say this. <laughs> Dr. Murray, I gotta say this. Sometimes they won't find you publicly because of what they have probably done or said. But they'll always find you, even if they got to find you privately. Remember that. Always remember that. So stick to your call. God has called you. You do what he called you to do. Let's pray. Father, I thank you and I praise you for this. And those that are watching, those that will watch, I pray, God, that you would touch somebody. God, restore their confidence and their faith in the call of God on their lives. Cause them to know that what they've already done, you've proven yourself. God, I know in the word you said many are called, but few are chosen. But you've not only called, but you've chosen. You've laid hands and you've, uh, God, allowed them to minister. And I pray now, God, that you would let them move in their call to know their importance, to know their relevancy, to know, God, who they are in you, 
God calls them to focus on those that you've called them to minister to, calls them to share with, calls them, God, to give the word of life. And not only the word of life, but prayer. Sometimes it's not in the pulpit. Sometimes it's an everyday walk where they touch people's lives, whether they're in the workplace or whatever. God, you've anointed them for. And I pray, God, that you would help us to understand what you've anointed us for and cause us to walk in that with confidence, with boldness, to speak those things and know, God, that somebody's life is being changed and somebody's being touched. God, we give you glory for it. We thank you that it's done. And we know right now that you're ministering to somebody. You're ministering to a minister, to a preacher, to a missionary, somebody that was on the brink of giving up, somebody that was on the brink of throwing in the towel, somebody that was saying, I'm tired, I quit, I'm done. But God, I thank you for restoring them. Oh, God, and causing them to know that it's not over. The anointing of God is important. As you call Moses, you called us. God, and we thank you. Hey, God, continue to bless, continue to move, continue to anoint, and we give your name glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for joining today's podcast with Dennis L. Martin Sr. If you would like to donate to the podcast with the Cash App, the dollar sign DLMSR. Have an awesome day.